Hello guys, this is Petal and today I'm here with Ryan. Hey, what's up? We're gonna talk about something that we like in common. Music production. I'm really interested in the production, so I guess this is gonna benefit like all of us. It's gonna be very cool for all of us. Nice. So Ryan, you, apart from being a teacher, you produce music. Yep. Um, I guess maybe I'll start with a little bit of my history with music. Um, I started the piano when I was five years old. I'm, I'm 33 right now, so I've been playing for 20-some years. Different instruments. Um, in the beginning, my parents forced me to do it, <laughs> so it was kind of not something I was interested in. But from the from the very beginning, I was always um, making up songs and stuff like that. I remember when I had to practice a lot of times, I would make similar songs to the one I was supposed to be memorizing because I didn't want to memorize them. And my mom couldn't really tell the difference. So I think from the very beginning, I was already kind of creating music and stuff like that. Um, I, play, I took lessons for 10 years. And then when I was 15, I was like, man, I'm done with this. So I stopped playing the piano because um, my parents finally let me stop. <laughs> Um, and then I got my first electric guitar and I got some tablature. If, if people don't know what that is, it's like similar to sheet music, um, but with numbers, has a different numbers. And I, I got some songs from my favorite bands and stuff. And I just started teaching myself how to play some songs. And then I just went making my own stuff. Um, I played in a punk band when I was in high school. It was called uh, Better Off Dead. <laughs> um, and then when I got out of high school, one of my first jobs right out of high school, I, I started working at a music a music store. It's called Guitar Center in the United States. We don't have small music shops anymore. We have these big ones, you know, they're like Walmart for, for instruments and stuff. Or Paradise. Yeah, for me, a Paradise. It was, it was, it, I didn't work there long, but I, I worked in the pro audio departments. That's where they sell recording equipment, keyboards, uh, PA systems, stuff like that. Um, and that's where I, where I was able to see what we can do with, um, with the piano, with the, you know, the keyboard and what we can produce with uh, computers and stuff like that, you know? So that's when I started, when I actually went back to, to the piano or, or the keyboard in this case, and I started uh, working with electronic music production, um, making like experimental music. I, I spent a lot of time in my room just making tracks all day long and um, kind of developed my own style. and. Nowadays, um, I'm not doing so much producing at the moment. I'm, I'm working more on uh, hip hop. So I'm, I'm recording uh, just vocals nowadays. Oh, that's interesting. Um, well, I have lots of questions about it, but something that was always very difficult for me, I had my thing with music as well. I tried like five or six instruments and I could never reach the point uh, of independence of like playing without the music sheet and mm -hmm. um, I remember when I was learning the scales mm -hmm. is that how you call them yeah. right? Yeah. yeah I was learning them and then my teacher said like wow now you use that and improvise and I'm <laughs> like but improvise how what should I like touch now <laughs> which key should I use how do you improvise um, basically I would say the the main thing is is the our intervals the relationship between the notes 
and also your your ear if you're playing with another person or something like that you know um but basically the the human ear like our our brain already has kinds of chord progressions and stuff like that that are just in our dna that that we we like more than other ones and another thing that people do is they study that kind of stuff um, which chord progressions are sound better to the human ear Um, many times what you're talking about is proportions between the notes so a lot of times like you have like and these these uh, intervals can help you a lot when you're when you're trying to make your own music because they 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 just sound better naturally to us. So if you use intervals like that in a in a specific scale, then you can write music in that scale. I think I think I understand that, but from there to actually um, making something, it's a whole other thing. <laughs> there is something that you introduced to me that I really really loved. That was the kind of trip hop kind yeah, of thing. Trip hop, chill hop. What is that rank? Can you explain that to people? I think we don't have many people who listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, I've 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 produced a lot of trip hop. Basically trip hop is um it's it's very similar to hip hop, hence the hop part at the end. But um basically it's in the same beats per minute or BPM as we call it as as hip hop, which is between 75 to 95 BPM. Usually it's a little slower because trip hop is kind of more relaxing, uh, and the the people that make it they they don't make the their beats to be rapped over. They 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 put like some audio clips of people talking, or they get um, like a lot of producers. What they do is they get a song, like a jazz song, for example, and they put a beat under it and they they cut it up in certain places. So it's it's a lot more musical than hip hop. It's it's focused more on the on the on the beat and less on spoken words and stuff like that. A lot of a lot of trip hop doesn't even have words. But the original trip hop, they they would take like records and stuff and cut little pieces up and you know maybe get some like a classical record cut some parts of it up and make a beat but do it a lot more musically than uh, we would with the hip-hop beat because a hip-hop beat you don't want to you want to like the beat and nod your head but you don't want to be focusing so much on that you want to be focusing more on what the, the person's saying you know Yeah, sure. And I would say like trip hop is just so relaxing. That's yeah. something that like yeah, you really that's kind of like trip with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and one of the things that's that's interesting to think about with that is BPM. Um, like music that usually calms people down has a lower BPM, and trip hop has a low BPM. Our hearts are more or less around 65 BPM, and a lot of slower music or music in those BPMs it relaxes people. <laughs> Where can we find your music? Um, I got stuff on SoundCloud. If you, my 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 artist name is YZ1, um, <laughs> that can maybe be another story from my graffiti days. But if you read it out, it says YZ1. Um, so that's if you go on SoundCloud, you look up YZ1. I have I have 33 tracks on there. I, I usually only keep 33. I, every time I put a new one, I take another one off. Um, there should, there's going to be a new one that's going to be released next week. Um, it's with a guy from Canada and he, he's, he's interesting because the, he makes a lot of different sounds with his, with his mouth. Um, so 
he he does kind of almost like beatboxing, mm-hmm. but he did it over one of my tracks and he sings on it too, and it, it, it's kind of interesting. So next week we'll have something out there for you. Probably by the time you hear this, it'll already be on there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it. All right. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, when it comes to producing music, there's also the selling part of your music. Uh, do you sell your music? Is it like something you do professionally or is it just Yeah, hobby? you know, I, I, I've always had... I, I come from the punk world of music. That's like where I really started playing music and... No money involved. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's that's the case. You know, I, I wouldn't be against making money with it now, but there was a point in my life where I thought um, mixing money and music was just something dangerous uh, because you can kind of just lose your focus, you know. And but I, I do it because I like it. You know, I, I love what I do, teaching English and stuff like that, and that's that's what I need to you know get my food and stuff like that. I'm not really worried about making money with it. I just do it because I like it. Okay, but okay. basically nowadays like a lot of people they put their music on the band camp and youtube spotify and stuff like that so it's it's good for independent artists a lot of independent artists are able to make money even on a donation basis and it's also amazing for music consumers i, I i've always liked music and i've always loved music but the access to it was it used to be very hard and yeah. nowadays i just love it how i can like in a matter of seconds to reach artists from across the world and like things that I'll never have the opportunity yeah, to amazing. listen. That's just I remember so when I was a little kid and we had to like, you know, go to the CD shop or the tape shop, you yeah. know, and then like, okay, I got 12 bucks and I can get this one or this one. I don't know which one I want to get, to you know, <laughs> and we'd have to listen to them first and stuff like that. That was, uh, I think the kids nowadays don't really understand what it was like, but you know and in our I parents time they had less access you know so yeah yeah definitely i would say that there was a good part uh in that that it was like you actually had to dig the album yeah you would like listen to it over and over yeah. and over and over uh which i think people don't do yeah nowadays anymore, music like, is a little more like disposable you know you just yeah. find a good band you binge listen to all their music and then you don't listen to it anymore you know? yeah and you have no idea of like the album thing that yeah. it's like a, a i don't know it's the whole piece yeah right of, of the art so it's nice because one thing relates to to the other and and i kind of missed that but um you know the- I, i i i would be kind of hypocrite to say that i do stop to listen to albums now, nowadays i just put on random yeah lists made Playlists for me stuff. <laughs> yeah but you know um i've actually seen some some newer bands that are starting to release albums again and but they release them with like a pen drive and a lot of artwork like 50 little pages of artwork i don't know if you know the band tool but they they just released an album after 10 years and it has like 50 pages of artwork in it and it comes with like a pen drive the cd you know so it's kind of like a, a different than it was before you know it's like kind of like extra you know Wow, interesting, that's very cool. And uh, yeah, even though we don't have the physical album anymore, the art, the visual art for any kind of music production is usually very important because it complements the message Mm -hmm. that you want to bring with your 
with your music. Do you have the arts for your albums or for the things you produce? Yeah, like, I that? mean, a lot of my stuff on SoundCloud, I, I find images online that I like and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's not, I don't, I don't have money to pay somebody to do that. But with some of the, the stuff that I've been releasing now, we, we have people making artwork for them and stuff like that. Um, this track that we're, that we're coming out with right now, we, we got some images from the NASA library. And they're they're like public domain images and stuff, and we're gonna do some Photoshop over that and um, stuff like that. Sometimes we, we have some people on the internet that can do it, but I personally don't do it. <laughs> well, Ryan, congratulations on your art, and I hope our students get to listen to it. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Yeah. See you guys. Bye, guys.